like Elijah. The weapons of the enemy will be broken tonight. Come on now. The hooks and the hookworms of the enemy will be broken. Every locust and every worm that has come will be dislocated, says the Spirit of God. Next, next 20 to 25 to 30 minutes, this fire that I'm talking about will visit this room. Just get ready, okay? But it will only consume you as much as you want it to consume you. Okay, okay, you ready? Exodus chapter 3 talks about a similar man like Elijah. We always spoken about Elijah and we said, oh, he got discouraged and he sat under a juniper tree. But do you know where Moses sat? At least Elijah sat there for a little time. Really, that's why I love prophet Elijah. He's one of my favorites. Elijah sat under the juniper tree only for a little period of time. Oh, but my amazing man of God, the mighty prophet Moses, he sat for 40 years. It's not, a, it's not, it is so hard to process that. I'm going to give you some keys, prophetic keys. This is a prophetic stream. So everything I'm loading you is to make you a prophetic person. If even if you don't like it, you'll become prophetic by tomorrow morning. That's what happens. Ask people on Zoom. Do you believe that? Are you waving your hands for that? Without your knowledge, you're becoming prophetic. Because what you eat is what you You, you eat, everything is going to be good. Everything is going to be good. Even when everything is going wrong, you will stand up and say, everything is going to be good. Because that's the food you're eating. But if you eat a kind of food which says, no matter what comes my way, I know who I am. I know whose I am. And I know who's with me. You are a different kind of a warrior. You're a warrior rising up from the dust. Some, that's a word for somebody. Somebody is rising up from the dust tonight. May your amens be loud and clear to the Lord. Amen. Exodus chapter 3 verse 1. This is what it says. Uh, can you read that chapter 3 verse 1 please. Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. And he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Wow. So, I, I will give you some details about Prophet Moses. Right now at this point, he's not a prophet. Mm -hmm. But even me saying that is wrong. Mm -hmm. But you will say, he's not the deliverer of Israel, right? Mm -hmm. Because what is his job description right now? He's tending the flock of his... Hey... Moses, you don't even own your own sheep right now. It's not even your own business. You're under a different kind of slavery. Oh, this is not funny, people of God. In Egypt, 
people were slaves his people were slaves but now you have left slavery but yet you are a different kind of slave can i show that to you yes. you are a slave under a different anointing yeah are you ready for me yes. moses was keeping the flock of his father in law jethro i always thought jethro was a man of god but i realized jethro was a priest of midian not the god of the hebrews moses moses who are you called of god the deliverer of israel anointed to deliver please 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 don't miss me tonight anointed to deliver millions of people out of bondage but what are you doing right now are you being the deliverer no you're still a slave but a slave under a different anointing i'll get i'll take you there in a moment moses aren't you anointed by the god who created the heavens and the earth then why is your anointing not working come on ask me this questions god am i not anointed by the holy spirit yet i don't see this thing happen in my life why good question moses aren't you anointed by god himself that you were born to be the deliverer sent to the israelites but why are you not functioning in that anointing can i give you the news because right now he's submitted be very clear okay, i want to make it very because right now you are submitted under a wrong anointing what you come under becomes your portion yes you are anointed by god almighty but you come under the priest of midian and what you have come under has blocked you from being what you're called to be it is very important in life who's your covering it is very important in life who under whom are you under submission because what you come under is what you function under the priest of midian wanted a husband for his daughters and he wanted a sheep tender there are anointings you can come under and you will still feel i'm very anointed but check your life and tell me is that anointing that you're called to do working or not it is very important you discover this very quickly because moses you took not one year this is where i salute prophet elijah he took a little while but he came out of it quickly at least he ate the food of the angels and he carried up himself to the mountain of the lord he divorced his discouragement 
he divorced his past and he said what has happened has happened so what god is calling me to the next chapter in my life and i'm ready to go but there are some people who will never want to step in to what god is calling because they are still married to their past that was the case of moses you will tell me that moses ran from egypt was he running from egypt or was he running from pharaoh pharaoh he ran outside of the location of pharaoh's authority but the spirit of pharaoh was still pursuing him people of god on zoom are you with me some of you have left some slavery you have departed from that location you have departed from that memory you are trying to forget it you are trying to get it behind your life but it is still chasing you this is a different kind of word i am bringing to you there is one thing to say my past is not in my present but it's another thing that your past is still chasing you out of your future how do i explain this lord cuz pharaoh was sitting in egypt but the spirit of pharaoh had attacked moses in a way that moses will never make his entry back to the place where he needs to have dominion wow. in life if you know you are anointed for something and if you are not stepped into it yet it is only for the reason similar to this that there is a pharaoh who is either thrown you out of your promised land not only that but he is still pursuing you to never come back to have dominion but the question is moses when will you wake up to know you are more powerful than pharaoh also the second question is why do you think you are less powerful than pharaoh valid yeah. two sides of the same coin if god called you the promise for deliverance of israelites was given to abraham god said 400 years and i will visit my people please you're all with me yeah. you want me to show you everything or can i just keep talking come on people okay here yeah, okay if i keep doing that then my sermon won't end before 9 <laughs> god bless you <laughs> so so now rekoniantalaba and i speak in tongues is only just for me to contain myself what i'm feeling don't 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 think anything else now fair now now moses is anointed but why is he not going back to have dominion why moses because the people never recognized his anointing god had anointed moses but moses could never function in that anointing you know why this is the side of a man of god i'm exposing it to you tonight this is the side of elijah too elijah's problem was 
he said, I am the only one. Correct people, come on, wave with me. He said, I am the only one. Yet when he submitted his resignation to God, God, after the resignation, God said, I have still 7,000 who are not bowed their knees to Baal. He didn't know. As much as a, of a prophet Elijah was, he did not know the detail. And if you ask me why, God wanted him to function in his identity. Not in human acknowledgement. Come on now. You need to get this. The reason his anointing got limited was he thought he was alone in the battle. Yet as much as of a prophet Elijah was, God never revealed the 7,000 people who were still fighting and standing for the Lord. Why? Because God never wanted Elijah to depend on the arm of the flesh to strengthen his call and his anointing. Some of you, just not you. I'll include myself. We are still waiting for the opinions of people to promote us to our identity and calling to be a prophet. But I'm sorry, you can wait for 40 years like Moses and find no one. Ay, 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 ay. And all that you will find is tend my sheep because you are jobless. I will give you food to eat and I'll give you my daughter to be with you. But you will never get the destiny that God has assigned for you to be the deliverer. Because this is how I will deprive you of your calling in God. Wow. Am I talking to people who want to be revivalists? 2020 to 2030. If this is your year and your decade, I have news for you. Come under the right covering. That's number one key. Come under somebody who will look into your eyes, into your spirit and say, I see the call of God upon your life. Yes. Not somebody who will say, oh, I'm so insecure. Oh, you prophesy, now I'm going to run. Problem of North America. You see somebody new rising up for the Lord. <laughs> Before even you want to open the door for them, you want to push them out of the door. Why? Because somewhere you think the kingdom is so small or either you don't know your God. Wow. Sorry, I, I, I just have to say that. But God is raising a new generation, not like the 2010 to 2020. That generation actually fought the next generation. I'm talking prophetically. Blessed are you, you're not part of it in a prophetic way. But blessed are you when you enter this dispensation of time where God doesn't have to come to you to make you get out of your pity party through 10 people or 15 people but he's looking at you to become the people of the wind and the fire the wind is the encounter with God and you go up to the mountain and you meet the fire and you're not looking for a person or a man or a woman's approval to be what God has called you and made you to be it is that generation that will say, I don't have the 70 standing with me, but I'll still go back to the Egypt that is chasing me. And I will face the Pharaoh right in his eye and say, my God has sent me to deliver his people. Yes. That is the kind of revivalist God is looking for, who are carried by the wind and the fire. But the question is, how long will you take? You will take as long as you want to wait. For the five people to come and 
hover around you and tell you, oh, man of God, you're so powerful. Come on, rise up and do. Listen. I've been in this country like maybe for five years now. Five, something like that. Five, six years. No, five years. Something like that. <laughs> Don't, forget that. Forget that. I have seen this. When people come to you, they come to you for your gift, not for the man. And when the gift doesn't satisfy them, they'll go and find another gift. But I'm looking and God is looking for a generation that is not carried by prophecy, but the God who's behind the prophecy. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, talk to me. People on, people on Zoom, are you with me? People on Zoom, we are back. We are back. We are back. <sighs> we are praying for a new place. You know, there's... Come on, open your mouth and begin to pray in the spirit. Oh, it's already 830. So Moses, Moses, will you sit and wait? When I say Moses, I'm talking about all of us, okay? I'm not pinpointing at anybody. Please, you understand my heart? How long will you wait for people's opinion? And for people's approval, all you need is one thing. Do you have one man of God? Do you have one woman of God who looks at you and say, I can cover you and I will be your authority. You come under me and I see greatness in you. Go and do great exploits. But the problem is we're not looking for one. We're looking for the approval of many. And all the best. You can wait for one year. Two years, you can even wait for 40 years. And it will take God. And not even God. Your own realization to look back to your life and say, Why am I not on fire? Yeah. The chapter 3 verse 1. He was led his flock to the west side of the wilderness. Huh? And came to Horeb, the mountain of God. My question is, why are you coming to the mountain of God after 40 years? Because you got fed up. Because you said, now I lived 40 years in Egypt and it's taken me 40 years equal time to forget my past, to run away from Pharaoh, to forget everything that's happened with my life, the intimidation, the fear. I have made it 40-40. Now I'm sitting and thinking, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. And now, then you find the mountain of God. Mm -hmm. Is this not the truth with Elijah too? Yeah. Why did the angel come to Elijah? Ah, let's have a nice conversation. Goosebumps. You roll on the floor. I'll roll on the floor with you. Let's push each other. Let's do fire dance. No. I'm sorry, please. I, I, I'm not funny. I'm being honest. The angel came to tell him, meet with your God. Not even me. The real deal 
for a revivalist, not even to meet the man of God, to meet the God behind the man of God. Even now, the reason I'm preaching is not for you to applaud for me. It is somewhere that I will point you to this one who's the lover of your soul. And if you can translate these words coming from him to encounter you in an encounter where you'll go back to him and say, God, I just don't want prophecy. I just don't want a word of knowledge, but I want the, that's not even the man. I want the God who's behind the prophecy. God who's behind the man. God who's behind this word, who's the spirit. Forget the words. Concentrate on the spirit that is coming to you behind these words. And if you can meet him, you will meet that encounter. And what is happening with Moses is this. He decided to come to the backside of the desert only after 40 years. So you can tell me God delayed Moses or Moses was delaying meeting his God. People on Zoom. You have not waited enough for your breakthrough. Because God has waited more than you for your, your breakthrough. In fact, God has laid out, I'm talking to people on the laid out your breakthrough and God is sitting and saying, when will he, she come here? Then I will show myself powerful in their life. When will they come to this point? Where they will say, I need the mountain of God. <sighs> Moses planned his exit. Finally. And when he came to the mountain of God. Please, you're looking very sad, but you know. <laughs> and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. Encounters are waiting for many of you. But some of you are looking in the wrong places. It will come to you in the place of your mountain with the Lord. The mountain of the Lord is not just a physical one. It's a spiritual location. In Moses' time, he had to go to the mountain. But it is a spiritual location. It's a journey within your soul. That your soul is not your God anymore. Can I tell you something? The 40 years of Moses' life, God was not being his God. It was his soul that became his God. Because it is the soul that told him, you are a fugitive. Pharaoh is looking for you. His soul never told him, God is looking for you. May God never leave us to our own soul. May we become yoked to the Spirit of God. Because it is here that he came to the burning bush. And the Bible says, He looked and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. Meaning, it was a reflection of his own life. There is so many dimensions in this one word. I can tell you, I can preach for this for 10 hours. I'm not joking. But when Moses looked at that burning bush, you know what God was showing? Do you know your encounters are encounters according to your measure? <laughs> Come on, people of God. That is why 
a daniel's encounter is not our encounter you know please are you going to stone me no <laughs> lot of grace lot of mercy come on people on zoom our encounters are like oh i did this i did that a daniel's encounter is he saw god and he fell flat on the floor dead john the apostle on the island of patmos his encounter was he was like a dead man today's encounters we need to really ask how much of it is god telling us to move out of our soul realm please don't close your doors don't build walls on your heart i'm here leading you somewhere when moses saw the burning bush it was a reflection of his own life our encounters are also reflections of our own life layers have you seen an onion i know you have all come on now have you seen an onion yeah. it has layers each encounters have a layer the layers have to fall that is why elijah's encounter layer was angel at the broom tree it's not the god encounter next layer was he went up wind fire earthquake what was that come on come on talk to me layers what was elijah's life known for come on people on zoom talk to me i'll finish I'll, i have to wrap up soon what was his life known for supernatural signs and wonders the man of god elijah yes. he's carried by the wind he's here he's yes. there he yes. calls fire from heaven this life is super to the supernatural he's the man known for the wind fire earthquake he will cause rain to come he'll cause heavens to shut down he's the first guy to transport heaven to earth fire wow no visa required it came down so he was known for that so when now he's meeting god same prophet same son meeting the father but now when he's meeting god has to shed the layers of his soul which has made him too comfortable with his god oh my goodness i don't know if you heard me in the dimension we have become too familiar with the god we hardly know catch that catch that people on zoom sometimes we have become too familiar with the god we hardly know that is the reason our worship is not powerful enough but when we become unfamiliar with this god of glory the king of glory you know i was talking to one pastor can i tell you a small joke yeah will you will you tell me when it's 8:50 somebody tell me okay the pastor said oh he said man of god these people are not changing at all it's been 4 years i've been mentoring them i've been pastoring them i'm doing everything they're not changing i looked at him and i was about to laugh he he's like you're giggling and he said okay prophet he, he changed his tone he said now uh, he has to want to pull the prophet side of me he said prophet tell me what do you see i said you will not like what i see <laughs> i said no i said no man of god you is wonderful i'll pray for you he said no no tell me tell me he pestered me i told him look i sense in my spirit could be true you can you can say it's wrong he said yeah yeah please go ahead i'm giving you the freedom i trust you i said really he said yes every time i sense in my spirit you're going on the platform and telling come as you are to worship come as you are to the house of god and you're stuck with that revelation he was looking at me all confused and i told him you're always saying come as you are come as you are come as you are god loves you come as your god loves you but i'm like 
if God doesn't have a balance, this was a hard conversation. I told him, does not God have a balance? He's like, I'm not understanding. I'm like, let me help you. You're looking at this individual who woke up from his bed with his shorts, without brushing his teeth, came to the church, sat in your church pew, and you said, come as you are for worship. God loves you. Works for first Sunday. After seven months, you're still telling the same thing to this guy. In your spirit, you want him to be a mighty man of God. You have not taught him the ways of the king. Come on now, talk to me. You're not teaching him the way of glory. You're not teaching him the dimensions of heaven. You're not teaching him prophetic. You're not teaching him how to be an apostle. You're not teaching him anything of it. How can you expect him to be like that? Please, you're with me? If we don't teach, we cannot expect. Right? If I don't teach people on the prophetic, if I don't teach people on what is worship, then I can't expect anything from him. So I told him, man of God, you know, as much as you're blaming that teenager, it's not his mistake, it's your mistake. Because sheep become what they eat. You have fed him this, saying that it is okay. But you've never given him keys, like mentorship keys. You're not told him how to become mighty in life. You're not showed him how to be on fire for God. You're not showed him how to have a schedule in life. You're not showed him all these things. Yet you expect him to be like a CEO of a company? Mm. Oh my God, I said this. I'm very blunt. You all know that. And the, and the man was like, wow. He's like, I just wanted to be like Jesus. I'm like, please hold on. Jesus didn't just say things like this. He took a whip and he whipped too. And he told the Pharisees, you are the most worst people. Jesus is a whole different dimension. Just don't simply bring Jesus and say, be like Jesus. <laughs> oh, people, you still love me? Yeah. So, where, were, where are we now today? Elijah's soul had to shed all those layers. He had become as supernatural as Elijah was. You know, wind, fire, earthquake, everything, rain, water. That area of his life, he had become familiar with God. So God is now shedding, not shedding, shredding that part of his life and telling him, you love the supernatural, so you meet the angel, eat the food, but come up to me now. I am in another dimension. I am in another, I am God. I'm not just a manifestation. I am God. So now God comes in all those things. And Elijah knew it was none of it was God. And yet, a still small voice. People of God, every encounter we have, there should be one pursuit. You have to hear God before you see Him. Please, are you with me? Come on now, please. Please, are you with me? Please, are you with me? Hey, I'm not a bad, I'm not a bad person. I love all of you. And I love, even I love the teenager whom pastor mentioned. That's why I defended the teenager by telling the pastor. Because I was telling him, you have to be a good mentor to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I don't know how he felt. He's a mighty man of God. Moves in healings, prophecy, everything. But I was telling him, unless you mentor somebody, you can't expect more out of them. Mm-hmm. Is this not true? If you don't teach them what to do, how can you tell them to be something? So now God is teaching Elijah. God is like, okay, my son, you come up now. 
struggle for 40 days, come up this mountain. Now I'll show you, all this is not me. Be, that's all my manifestation of power and glory. But behind it is my voice. You want to hear me? You want to see me? Then you come here. Moses, we'll, we'll finish soon. Now Moses comes to the burning bush. He sees a bush on fire, but the bush is not consumed. Oh, there's a topic of fire tonight. What is the fire happening? The fire is on the bush, but the bush has not accepted the fire. Moses, the anointing is on you, but you have not become part of the anointing. The fire is on you, but the fire has not consumed you. You have not become one with your God. Until you become one, you don't have the power over Pharaoh. But the moment you become one, you represent me. You go like me. You command like me. You, you will tell, let what? Whose people? Who's saying it? Moses said, let. Come on, talk to me. My people go. God brought Moses so close that now Moses is like God to Aaron. What a transfer of grace because he became the fire. So what God was showing to Moses was now you've got to catch that fire. And out of that encounter came what people of God. See, I love to teach for another hour, but we don't have time. Wow, that was fast. <laughs> the voice of God came through that encounter. Every encounter will carry a piece of God that needs to come to you as an instruction. You have to ask God. Jeremiah, God says, go to the potter's house and I will speak to you there. What do you see? He said, I see this, I see this. And then God spoke to him. Why? Because you were made, you ready for this? You are made by the voice of God. Because God, when he made us, that's the way he manufactured us. That's why Jesus could have thrown a Bible from heaven. I don't know if that would work, but he said, no, I'll go down and still be with them. The word that becomes flesh and then that flesh speaks the same word. And he releases the voice of God. People on Zoom, are you with me? Are you all gone to sleep? No, they're all nodding no. They're all saying no. I've given you many keys tonight. Did you? I hope that this 2020 decade will be this decade of the revivalists. Not built by the opinions of people, but built by their identity in God. Whom do God say you are? In every encounter, it is not even about the fire. <laughs> I feel it right now. Come on, people of God. Do you think that encounter with Moses was about a bush and a fire? <laughs> even that... It was not about the bush and the fire. It was God saying, Who are you, Moses? What are you, Moses? 
You are called by me. Made for me. Anointed for me. Assignment. I want you this week to wrestle with God for assignment of fire. A purpose from fire. You know what? Then when Moses went back, not alone. When he stood, God stood with him. When he sat, God sat with him. Wow. I'm seeing the water boiling right now. I'm seeing a water being boiled. It's boiling right now. And it's telling me it's you. The Lord is... Some of you, your heart had become cold, frozen. But there's a touch of the Holy Spirit tonight. He's shifting you from being frozen to become boiling. Because the fire is visiting your life. My God is a consuming fire. I'm, I prophesy over you, you're exiting your desert to the mountain. I prophesy over you, People on Zoom, the time has come for you to say, enough is enough. I'm exiting my purposelessness. I'm exiting my dry season. I'm exiting my delays. Some of you, your delays are being broken. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, open up your mouth and begin to pray in the Spirit everywhere.